4: the center of the galaxy. This is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet Force Center. It is the, what was the suggestion? Someone, get uh, the spear of our Jedi Temple. That the, the, the spire. The spire, I should say. Yeah. Not the spear. Or a spear of, <laughs> of the, the Ewok <laughs> arsenal. <laughs> it is the big show, uh, the main show. Joseph Scrimshaw, Jennifer Landa, here as normal. Glad to have you guys here.
5: I'm glad to be in the spear or this fire
1: yeah <laughs> me as well smelling delightful thanks to you
4: R- right before the show joseph showered us oh, literally
1: I'm, I'm, I'm so, oh my gosh <laughs>
4: oh yeah no i'm a little I'm, sleep uh, deprived uh, well that's okay it's okay right before the show joseph <laughs> showered us with star wars gifts from vienna i have the scent of chewy <laughs> and the the smell of kylo ren
5: in <laughs> bottle form. Both lovely musks. <laughs> yes,
1: and I have the scent of Ray currently on me. Thank you, Joseph.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I have the scent of Ray on me.
1: Oh, <laughs> but wait, 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 yeah.
5: It smells like Jakku. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where I did, was so curious how they were going to Where
4: did you get these gifts?
5: Uh, so, yeah, I went to Vienna to do a writing job, and I... Did a very small amount of tourism, uh, most of which was uh, looking for Star Wars things. Because <laughs> I wanted to find some toys, which I did. I found the uh, my right. wife found the Finn uh, Stormtrooper <gasps> oh, at Main Street Court. Yeah, oh, yeah, great. I yeah. See it it's over amazing, there. and then
1: yeah.
5: and then yeah, I was really hoping that there would just be something that was uh, in Europe but not in America. And this mm-hmm. was just in like a really normal type uh, toy, and it's like a little Target, okay. a little mm-hmm. Target in the Vienna train station. Yeah. And it had, like, a big Star Wars display. It had lots of Legos and action figures and puzzles. And then right. cologne and perfume. That's the best. It was <laughs> <This laughs> so weird. It was not in. It was in the Star Wars aisle. Like, it was right next door to the action figures. Like, it was Constable Zuvio and then just a few centimeters <laughs> over <laughs> Captain Phasma perfume and chewy cologne. What uh,
4: does the Phasma one smell like?
1: Just I have chrome? not smelled it yet. Just yeah, chrome? I'm sure, yes, very clean.
4: And, and you gave us uh, a... <laughs> He gave us fun bags. Star Wars fun bags, <laughs> which sounds say, real filthy. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: It is a cookie and tattoo collection. Yeah. In one bag. Oh, my gosh. And this
5: my wife, Sarah, insisted on. She's like, all right, I found some fun bags, and we need to <laughs> get them for your friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't. I love the packaging. I don't want to yeah. open it, but I am curious about the
4: cookie. I, I want to open it because it's got some great tattoos on here. Uh, we'll post a picture to our Facebook page of yeah. these tattoos. Um, it's got, freeze, you rebel scum, but it's got Stormtroopers saying that. Yeah. Vader saying it's pointless to resist and beware the dark side. R two and three P S saying we're doomed. Jabba's saying something too small for me to say, and then Wicket's going nub nub.
5: Oh, oh, maybe wait. that is the European <laughs> translation of yub nub. Oh,
4: yeah, yeah. I'm noticing mm-hmm. that there. A little different. Little mm. different. Lost in lost in Ewok translation.
5: Yeah. So all all the tattoos are different, and I think mm. the cookies are all the same in that they are small, hard from late 2015, so good
4: luck. Yeah, there's an expiration date on that I just read that we'll be all right. (laughs) How
5: do you grow so big eating cookies like this?
4: (laughs) So the gang's all here, which means we want to talk about some Star Wars news, catch up on things we haven't had a chance to talk to, talk to each other about, and little tending morsels out there. Um, Surprisingly not as much news as we would normally expect, Jennifer, but Mm -hmm. there is some out there.
1: There is. Let's talk about the title. That we finally got. It's a little bit belated. Right? Yeah. Uh, but, and I know that you did a Facebook live. Did a
4: Facebook, did some uh, spotlighting, and uh, yeah. And Red Letter Media has talked about it too. Have you heard <laughs> that? <laughs> yes. No, you're joking. No. Okay. Well, they don't want us to talk about it, but.
1: Oh. I'm oh. kidding.
4: I'm not <laughs> kidding. I'm them. not kidding, but I'm
5: kidding. Enjoy yeah. your pizza rolls. Anyway, sorry, Jennifer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what is the consensus? Uh, we'll just share our thoughts quickly.
5: Yeah. Uh, the consensus was first uh, joy, then mostly frustration because we had literally almost, like the day before, just recorded. Two episodes of four Center. I know, <laughs> that, that, I know. And that happens. Yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen more. And they, But it's it's just sorrowful, dear <laughs> listeners, when we get those nice, nice messages from you. of Like, we can't wait to hear your thoughts. I'm like, I can't wait to say my thoughts. We <laughs> just recorded multiple episodes. And I'm yeah. going to be... So, uh, yeah, once, once I got past that, uh, you know, I do think it is a good balance of the pulpy and the B-movie without being too pulpy and B-movie. There is a part of me that does want to see something coming out Mm -hmm. from Disney that is as crazy as Attack of the Clones. And I know like even some people didn't like that title, still don't like that title, think it's too pulpy and B-movie, but I feel like that is so the roots of Star Wars.
4: Well, yeah, you'd said the second movie, like it's Empire Strikes Back, Attack of the Clones,
5: yeah, mm-hmm. Reign of the First
4: Order, or First Order Rises, or yeah. something, you know. Um, just it's a little I bit, a little bit of a something. change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Jedi determine things. <laughs> Training of yeah. the
5: Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a little bit of a uh, uh, letdown about that, but mm-hmm. I really, really like that it opens up all of these questions that we're all asking and have yeah. been asking for yeah. you know a week and a half of. What does yeah. it mean?
4: I, I, uh, I on a couple of places that I have the chance to talk Star Wars, whether it be Spotlight Star Wars or Colletogenic Council or just uh, break rooms at offices, um, I don't have a lot to say on the title, and that's because I think that's a good reason. I just, yeah. like, yep, that's a good title. Mm-hmm. Cool. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> just kind of moved on. <laughs> you know, yeah, just right. kind of like, yep, and, and, and there's a lot of hustle and bustle the day it was announced around the office, and it's exciting that it was announced, and I love the red font and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it was just like, Cool, I think, I think they nailed it. I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like it's
5: not an A plus, but it's like yeah,
4: cool. Yeah. Plural or singular, we'll find out. Yep. See you and, in December, kids.
5: <laughs> yeah. As much as I wanted them to like have it be a little bit almost bigger and and more over the top and right. have a verb, I'm also right. happy to have something different. So we're not married to it. Always yeah. has to be mirror. That's uh, true. And my big hope uh, is that. The mystery of that title won't be answered in the movie, so we can have a more interesting debate oh, after okay. the movie comes out. Yeah.
1: Ah. Like, oh. we,
5: like The Phantom Menace, you could still debate who The Phantom Menace is. Right. You can still debate The Return of the Jedi. Is that Luke or Anakin? Right. Probably right. Luke, but more interesting to have a discussion about is it Anakin? Right. Um, so I hope that by the time we watch the movie, you're like, hmm. Mm. Was The Last Jedi both Luke and Ray, or was it meant to be Kylo before he fell? Even the events of the film don't really right. tell us the answer. Could be Snoke. Yeah. Jennifer?
1: Oh, these are all... Jennifer, who do you think The Last Jedi is? You know, immediately I thought of Luke, and then I then I was excited because I thought, ooh, he actually is going to be more prominent in the film than yeah. maybe I had thought. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yes, and then I went, no, because that probably means he's going to die. Right,
0: right, right. You know,
1: right. so that, that got me a little worried, but then I thought, well, it could be plural, it could be ray and involve yeah. all that. So that was really exciting. Um so I love the mystery of it. Uh, I think what's interesting is that unlike The Force Awakens, to me this title was like, of course, yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. Great. The, this works.
4: Was, yeah. You know? Especially with considering, you know, it was mentioned in the film and mentioned by Yoda and mentioned right. in the crawl and he's mm-hmm. like, Yeah, that yeah, that makes sense. If it had been nine, I don't, would have made some sense whether or yeah, not we throw right. a verb like you need, Joseph, but um, nine, I'd be like, if Luke, if we knew Luke was still alive. I, I saw some people tweeting, maybe Leia was supposed to be The Last Jedi. Maybe yeah. she is The Last oh. Jedi. You know, that's a, hmm. there's a lot of questions, and that's, that's what I think is good about the title.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. so I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Not as many jokes as with The Force Awakens as well. <laughs> I mean, people were still joking, but with The Force Awakens, I mean, come on. That was just prime. for... Yeah, her, yeah.
5: yeah. the fact that they are constructing a sentence, I saw a lot of jokes about that. Yes. Oh. That the Force Awakens, The Last Jedi...
1: Oh. Yes, yeah, yeah. In bed, oh.
5: behind Arby's. I got that, know, <laughs> yeah, tell yeah. You know, whatever. It's yeah. making a fortune cookie joke, and it'll be really interesting to see if they actually do that or even just try to avoid that because they don't want to hear the damn jokes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh,
1: gotta love but the that's internet. that's the title. That is the title. Uh, so let's actually talk about some books that are coming out. Yeah. This is very exciting. There will be two upcoming YA novels that dive deeper into the lives of the Rogue One characters. The first is a novel titled Rebel Rise and focuses on Jyn Erso's journey prior to Rogue One and her time with Saw Gerrera. The second is a novel titled Guardians of the Wills*, and it will explore Chirrut Imwe and Baze Malbus's backstory. The novel takes place before the events in Rogue One and will also deal with the arrival of Saw Gerrera on Jeddah. I feel like uh, of the two, people were really excited. About the Guardians of the Will, yeah, yeah. Really excited. Um, so what I think is interesting is that they're both kind of called middle grade novels, right? But as we know with the Ahsoka novel, there's a lot of things that can come out of it, you know? Yeah. Canon tidbits. So Absolutely. So are you going to be reading it?
5: Oh, for sure. I yeah. think based on the fact of who the writers are and even the fonts, that they're going mm-hmm. to be in the same style as those three that we got about the main heroes of the original trilogy and Before oh, the Awakening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they mean by middle grade. And I think they'll probably match in in sort of style mm. and length. Mm-hmm. And all I've read all four of those, and they're they all add a lot to the characters and to the canon.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Oh. Like the Han Solo one, Smuggler's Run is like right after uh, a New Hope, mm-hmm. and uh, the one with uh, Luke, the Weapon of the Jedi, is got some really interesting ways to look at the Force of how Luke is learning the Force. You know, and we're learning that he's desperate to go. Uh, to do rebel missions, but also if there's a Jedi Temple and he, we're nearby, he's going to be like, "Sorry, rebels, I got something more important to do." So, and, and obviously, before the Awakening, did a ton of fleshing out mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. in the Force Awakens based yeah. on on all that backstory. So, I think these are going to be meaty. Yeah,
4: I really did like b- before the the wake uh, before the Awakens before the Awakening before the Awakening before the, the Awakening awa- before the Awakening. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't read the other ones like you did. Yeah. Uh, I wish I did. Yeah, I mean, just. Uh, Just Pava was in one of them, right? The Leia one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of the characters there. I'm interested. Oddly enough, I will say I got to admit my shoulders shrugged down a little bit when I heard these are both young adult novels, Um, Mm -hmm. and which is silly because of what you're just saying, Joseph. But also because Lost Stars is technically young adult, (laughs) and that's I still think my favorite of the of the new canon books. Um, So that's just silly of me. Um, But there was I think the first one I saw was the Jin one, and I'm like, oh, that's oh. Kid's book about Jin's past? Like, I want her killing people I want there to be death and destruction not that they can't be yeah. again this is <laughs> me um, so I don't know I, I think maybe I was expecting a full-on novel but to have the Y a uh, thing slapped in front of it could be could be a little less than what I wanted but I, I'm still gonna read them mm-hmm. yeah 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 I don't know
1: I'm curious I, I'm, I mean if it's middle grade I'm, I'm assuming I could probably get through it quickly so mm-hmm. maybe I will read it but, oh yeah, yeah uh, I just want to yeah. see their relationship more because they were just such uh, fascinating characters on screen that I think that that's what people yeah were yes. so excited about, like, yes!
5: Yeah, yeah. I think to learn these I'm super excited about both of them, but I am more excited about the Guardian of the Wills because it is mm, such yeah. a touch point of, like, there's there's so much to explore of why are the Guardians of Wills other places or was it just right. for this right. Jetta Temple? Sure, Emily it. Anyway, it makes sense to me as this kind of uh, force worshiper, but Baze is cool, but just like angry guy with the big mm-hmm. gun, but was he more you know, uh, pious before. Yeah, exactly. It opens up all these questions and I am interested in the gen one, but it is also, uh, we kind of know what happened there Mm. because we've been told in the rogue one novelization. I am like, yep. Uh, this is going to be a story about a, uh, a struggling young person who has, uh, is with the second of her two not great dads. Right. (laughs) Uh, and hopefully we'll find out more, Mm. but I know more about that story. Than I do about Bays mm. and yeah, Sher- I'm ex- I'm excited. And you
4: talk about the Guardians of the Will stuff. I mean, this goes back to the first Star Wars novel. We always talk about f- Taken from the God, the Journal of the Wills. Yeah. Like, yeah. In my head, I'm like, we're finally getting the Wills book, and it, it might have pictures in it. Um, <laughs> again, I'm being the
0: a-hole
2: here on it. Um, I do hope there's
4: more uh, on Sheridan and Bays. I hope this is the first of a couple adventures we could see. And you're so right. I, you know, were they assigned to Jeddah? Did they? Yeah. You know, and that's what we're going to get mm. from this. But that opens up. A lot of little uh, cool backstory stuff that could pop up, old Republic style. You know, Maybe yeah. we get some answers of, yeah. of who these wills were, what were they guarding, and where.
5: Yeah, mm. I don't think we're going to get. Uh, 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 I don't. I don't think you need to worry about them being too safe because the other why right. why novels at, at this okay. level aren't. I'm being oh. safe.
4: I'm, I'm being silly. Is what you're telling me?
5: No. <laughs> 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 I'm saying hope. It's, for, it's okay. If you hope for the violence, you will see the violence. <laughs> see but it's, the violence. it's also like they can't. Both yeah. of these novels feature saw in Saw's story yeah. is, I'm losing it!
4: Yeah, that's true. Oh. You're right, yeah, you're right, because he shows up to Jeddah, and that, that's in the synopsis, yeah. yeah. Right. It's, okay, that's him right. coming
5: and, and being yeah. overly violent, and like, oh, geez, what are we going to do about mm-hmm. this guy? guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's going to yeah.
1: be interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of questions being raised and then answered, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, on the latest episode of the Star Wars show, Pablo Hidalgo gave us a closer look at the bridge of a Star Destroyer set. One of the coolest things about Rogue One is that they recreate created sets like that one that haven't been seen on film in over 40 years or almost 40 years. Well, yeah, right. Uh, Have you ever wondered why there are no handrails in Star Wars? Well, production designer Doug Chang explained that having no handrails was one of the iconic things that George Lucas wanted to establish in his universe. Because the minute that you take away the handrails... You know it's a Star Wars film, right? <laughs> uh, clearly, as Doug said, there are no health and safety regulations in space. So the fact that there are no handrails, you know, it was something that I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's always kind of a precarious situation. Whenever you see a character on the bridge, you're like,
5: oh. <laughs> yeah. Han, just that uh-huh. big gaping hole yeah. uh, in the Death Star.
1: hmm Right. So, yeah. Where yeah.
5: the Falcon lands. Just like big old hole.
1: Yeah. You're
4: Right. <sighs> The best thing about the clip, watched it a couple times, was that that little montage they showed of all the lack of handrails in Star Wars, right. Obi Wan falling off, and Episode One, all <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff. And yeah, and it was like, oh yeah, you're right. I mean, we kind of subconsciously knew that. Han walking on and, and Force Awakens with no handrails was the first sign. Now there was handrails r- in Emperor's uh, throne room, right? Oh, there are. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, so, they
5: save Luke.
4: Yeah. So is yeah. is that hey, because? Wait a minute. I think that's because the Emperor is the ultimate hypocrite, <laughs> <laughs> and he determines everyone else can fall to death, but I I need a little help
5: in my Look, office. We uh, we have studied the Imperial dignitaries, Anskyjadas <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Yep, those are both fallers.
1: Yes, <laughs>
5: they oh, need yeah. something to catch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh,
4: fun little tidbits. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to know if at some point George actually ever uttered the words. Yeah, there's no handrails because no safety.
5: <laughs> yeah, I love putting this together with what Carrie Fisher often said about uh, him insisting that there were no bras in space. <laughs> yeah. I right. want there to be some piece of paper that somebody will eventually find that is in his library of what there is not in space. <laughs> <laughs> um, bras? Uh, handrails? That's it. Everything else also exists in space. <laughs> but those two things, no. Oh, I love that. Oh, that was that's a great.
1: episode of the Star Wars show. Uh, let's go back to books. The final installment yeah. in Chuck Windig's Star Wars Aftermath Trilogy is due out February 21st. The novel centers around Grand Admiral Ray Sloan and one-time rebel pilot Nora Wexley, and also features an appearance by Lando Calrissian. In an excerpt from the upcoming book, Lando remembers how he took back Cloud City and since Han and Leia now have a new baby boy, he realizes that he needs to buy them a baby gift. Uh, one part that actually felt very timely uh, is when he instructs Lobach to hire some refugees mm-hmm. to work in the casino. Mm-hmm. And then he also reflects that while he had hoped to remain neutral and not take sides during the war, he ended up picking a damn side. Because, mm-hmm. quote, sometimes you want to win, you gotta bet big. You gotta put your stack of chits in one place. Mm-hmm. You can't take the politics out of Star
2: Wars, mm-hmm.
4: people. Uh, you can. not and, and Chuck Windig is not someone that takes it out of his life at mm-hmm. all, so I, I, I'm not surprised at all. And it was a, it was good. luck I, I try not to read excerpts from books. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm big on not, but I, I I poke through it. Um, I'm excited for this book. I'm excited to see what happens on Jakku. I'm decided excited for galius Rax. um there's one one thing in this expert ex, expert excerpt I didn't like.
5: What? Yep. I'm mean, gonna guess. Yeah. What you Can I say? Guess? guess. Is it the word baby?
4: No, <laughs> no, no, baby, it's cold outside. No, 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 no. It was literally, I think, the first two, three words. Um, uh, shoot.
5: Uh, is it uh, like uh, Lobot greeting?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Lobot, we're just, home. Lobot, we're, oh, oh the we're home, cute. you're right. I didn't like that. It was, t- it was cute, it was cute. I'm not saying it's a, it's a total negative thing. Yeah. It's huh. cute. Um, I, cause it's, it's Lando and Lobot are, are the Han and Chewie of Cloud City. I get it, right.
5: but it made me go, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I really enjoy the aftermath books, particularly, yeah, yeah. Uh, life debt. And I think I'm going to enjoy Empire's End. Yeah. But yeah, this, this, you are in a distinct voice in a distinct space with Chuck Wendig. Mm-hmm. And this had All of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, that, it has a Hamilton reference, Uh uh, the musical Hamilton with Leia. And then, yeah, just the character of Lando is like, I don't think up to 11 is enough. Let's turn it up to 15. It's just, it's so going all in on making some of almost the stereotype and the jokes that we've Mm -hmm. built up around Lando's character and going, no, baby, that's the character. Yeah. Yeah. He likes the ladies.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. And hey,
4: to be fair, the comic did that too. The first couple panels, he's in bed with an Imperial officer. Yeah. Okay. So that's just the character. uh, Lando is Lando, man. Uh, And even in our, our, our databank brawl, he ended up with a sock on a door, right? Yeah, I think, Oh yeah, my yeah. god! But yeah, yeah. So that was it. I mean, I, I'm very excited for for Empire's end. I think this is uh, this the, the the trilogy of these books has grown and improved. Um, and improved is I, I hate the first book was good. It's just different, and I, I still think it was the marketing affected it. Where there was yeah. no, no Han, Luke, and Leia when we expected that, mm. uh, other than four pages or so with Han. So I'm excited for this. Uh, I'm excited because this is the first time really, not counting that Rebels episode, that Lando's back full force in some way.
5: Yeah, and this might just be that. That is it. Unfortunately. Because, yeah, yeah, I, I wondered about that. that yeah. yeah, I think this excerpt will maybe be a little bit longer than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the whole thing, but I, I assume that's just a checking in point. And that's, yeah. You know, it's one of the great things about uh, the Aftermath series, that checking in, not only on like people in places and things, but on perspectives uh, uh, like that. Like you were talking about, the, you can't keep... Uh, politics out of star wars even the the politics of the real world or the politics of star wars because they're going to end up accidentally or on purpose matching sometimes mm-hmm. uh but uh, uh th- there's so much that's good about just building the ecosystem of the star wars galaxy and all of these little excerpts mm-hmm. because you learn different people's perspectives yeah mm-hmm. you know sp- perspectives like I really didn't want to take a side, and mm-hmm. the galaxy forced me. Right, right.
1: right. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I got to read it. I got to read it. That, are, you, so, are
5: you caught up yet? Um, no,
1: I'm not, but I'm <laughs> reading this, I was so excited. I'm like, gosh, dang it, I need a learn. All right,
4: I'm going to start a GoFundMe page yeah. to send Jennifer's daughter away to camp for young kids. <laughs> three and under camp. <laughs>
1: uh, youngling camp.
4: Youngling camp, <laughs> so that you can read all your Star Wars I
1: books. know, I'm, I'm finally getting through some of them, so it feels good. Let's talk a little bit more about that smoothie. Yeah! So, this was really exciting because a fan, I loved the photo, this was hilarious, a mm-hmm. fan spotted Billy D. Williams and Donald Glover yeah. having lunch. Uh, I don't know where, we don't know where they were. Um, I will note that Billy D. Williams had a Bloody Mary Mm-hmm. It sure looked like a Bloody Mary. Yeah. So that was funny. Uh, anyway, so uh, this actually, this meeting came one month.
5: They're the dog that bit me, baby.
1: <laughs> I, ever ta- I, I probably can't say this because I think I actually signed an NDA, but uh, he used to come into a restaurant that I worked at.
5: <gasps> yeah, I'll tell Did some he story. make you sign an NDA when he sat down? Like, I'll have yeah. some hash browns and an NDA, yeah. baby. Oh,
1: my gosh. I'll tell you guys. Off off uh Ooh, yeah, I fair. can't wait. Uh, some fun stuff. Uh, anyway. Anyways, so what's interesting is that they had their meeting, and Harrison Ford and Alden Ehrenreich had a meeting together over lunch about yeah. a month ago. So they're all getting to know each other, new cast and old cast. Um, what My question is, what kind of advice do you think that Billy Dee was giving Donald Glover? It was just, just like, just, you know, having a fun time. Catching up.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really interesting to me because uh, there's so much talk about how fans are making Star Wars now. And mm-hmm. I think, like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the writers and the directors and the designers and the key grips are all fans. Right. Some of these actors are kind of old school. Like, I don't know, I did a movie, and then millions of nerds fell in love with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, like, it, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but, uh, you know, Billy Dee, I think, takes pride in the character of Lando yeah. and wants to be a custodian, I've seen him saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously Harrison Ford came around to Han, but they're not in that same sort of like I have like journals filled with thoughts about these characters just, right. I have played them and I have a few and I kinda am kind of him. thoughts I kind <laughs> of, I'm the public face of this person <laughs> right. but not that same sort of like oh, I have so many thoughts
4: yeah yeah uh, there, there's a couple of things I love about this is is um, there's that story. A couple days ago, uh, Donald Glover said like he hasn't read the script yet.
1: Right. Yeah. And
4: in that, and it wasn't because of his choice. It's just they really haven't let him yet. He talked with reverence of just not only the character, but of Billy D. Williams. Yeah. He's mm. cool. And then he even says his mom, upon finding out that Donald Glover got cast, his mom's like, you, I don't, you sure? Because Billy Dee's <laughs> <is> pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then well, and that just makes me so excited that Donald Glover's getting this chance anyways. Mm. Um, but... Um, the flip side is you've kind of seen Billy D recently being like, I, I don't know, I didn't know who this guy is. <laughs> there was an article,
5: he's he like, I don't know who, I don't oh know. Yeah, yeah, there's one, Is like he listened to his music and said it was pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was waiting for this moment. First of all,
4: I love that celebrities are people too, yeah. That Harrison and, and Billy D are like, come on down to Applebee's, <laughs> and we'll meet. Like, You're not going to Harrison's house? You yeah. couldn't have some brandy at Harrison's house on the couch right. to talk about Han Solo? Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, yeah. I am a, yeah. I'm taking
5: over your job as the salesman at this Toyota distribution center, <laughs> yeah. uh, and yeah. could I get some feedback? Sure, sure. let's go to Applebee's, let's except to Applebee's. for it's effing Lando. It's Lando. That's a
1: really interesting point, because yeah. back in the day, that, that's what the old Hollywood would do. Right. They would do those kind of stunts. Well, yeah, the, the yeah, well, you, you hear know? of
4: you know the Beatles going to Elvis's house, or you know, you hear this and that, and people uh, want let's meet, you know. And I, I know that still happens, but I but I love that fact. Yeah, I, Harrison uh, apparently and allegedly for for years, I don't know if he still does, had a, a home in my hometown. Um Ooh. and there was always rumors of spotting him and Callista Flockhart around. And one of them there was a restaurant called Scrambles. It was like a <laughs> breakfast spot. People would be like, I saw Harrison down there having like an omelet. And I just I and I wanted so desperately to find it. So yeah. seeing that first picture makes sense to me that he's like, Hey kid, let's go get an omelet. Yeah. But but you to me like Lando, man, like I really when I said this on Johnny Castle. I wanted him to have a Colt 45 in his hand and just being like, <laughs> yeah, hey, kid, you want to do this role? Here's what you got to do. You got to be me. <laughs> like yeah. So anyways, it was a great photo. I actually it, love it. The
5: photo. photo itself is amazing. Like if somebody said, could you provide me a picture of the early 21st century? I'm like, okay, well, here is a pop culture figure yeah. meeting the younger version of himself. Yes. And this was taken – with a cell phone, but within this photo is another person attempting to take a selfie of themselves <laughs> and the two Landos. Exactly. It is meta on meta on meta, level on level on level.
1: Oh man, I know, I best. loved that. I just want to know what restaurant it was. Like it had a very specific kind of old English vibe to it, with like, you know. To me,
4: it looked like a Mimi's Cafe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love Mimi's Cafe. <laughs> it's
4: t- it's just, oh, I'm bringing gosh. it up, bringing up this picture right now. Uh, it just, the high back. Booths
5: like Marie Callender's. Yes, yes, like a, <laughs> totally like a Marie Callender's. Oh man, it does not look like fancy, no, you know, corner seat of you know, an established Hollywood. No, point, no, this isn't know? the idea.
4: Yeah, it's not the I.V. It's not Musso and Frank's. Yeah. It's, it's like Mimi's Cafe or the Hogshead Pub or something. Yeah, yeah, it's just some
5: neighborhood like, this This place has good Guinness. Like, yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah awesome. So fascinating. Love it. I'm yeah, so I- excited to see more though. I love that character and I love the moments these two guys are getting.
1: Yeah, well, this is, oh man, this is really exciting. So director Chris Miller tweeted, Han shot first yeah. along with a photo of the clapboard from the upcoming Han solo film. So from the photo, we saw that it was the first take of the film and that the title is temporarily being called Red Cup.
4: Love that. Nice.
1: Love that, right? Ugh, so funny. Yeah. Funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just like. They're just. Has
4: there not been a been a meme of like Han Solo holding a, a red Solo cup? Yeah, <laughs> there know? is. I is, have. Yeah. A, I
1: used to have a T shirt where it was oh, a red Internet. Solo cup. You're so fast with Internet. a blaster, okay. and then it was a, a chocolate chip cookie. Okay. Uh, Wookie cookie. <laughs> yeah, it was a Wookie cookie. Uh, cookie. But yeah, I mean, it's really interesting because I feel like there's a lot of excitement around this film. Yeah. A lot, much more than I anticipated. I think we all. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'll speak for myself. Mm. I was like, we don't really need a Han Solo film. Sure. We don't need another rehash. And now mm. I'm like, give it to me. I
5: yeah. think everything that that uh, Disney wanted is coming to pass, uh, mm. or Lucasfilm, that the it's been, it's been enough time since the sadness of the character yeah. of Han Solo's death. Mm. Yeah. We're, we're like, we miss Han Solo. And then Rogue One worked. Yeah. So now we have a ton more faith in them. They hired people that have really spotless records Mm -hmm. in terms of writers and directors. So Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty natural. It's well done that mm -hmm. we would be excited.
4: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I was uh, not, never overwhelmingly dubious, but yeah, kind of like, you know, I like the idea of Rogue One better than these focused character stand-alone movies. Uh, I, st- I still might. and Even that, you know, I kind of developed some some minor, minor, minor issues with Rogue One, but still overall really, really enjoyed that and would like more of those type of stories. But yeah, there's just something about the people behind it their pedigree, what they've done, because a lot of things that they've done, not only have been good, have been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun. exactly. And Han and Lando and Chewie should be fun.
5: Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, they get serious later on. Yep. But this is a fun part of their life. This should be a fun movie with dramatic relief. Yeah, mm. which Ooh, I kind of it. think yeah. it will be.
1: Yeah, <gasps> absolutely. I just have one last question. So, if they're starting to shoot now, mm. and then we were talking about with Donald Glover not seeing a script, does that mean that his he's not going to have as big of a role? Maybe? I
5: think we should brace for Small Lando. I <laughs> think small so Lando. too. Brace yeah. for uh-huh. Small Lando. I think yeah. I, I think it's it's we we have gone from oh, could it possibly be Lando in there? Oh, it makes sense that he would be in there. Oh, oh, we got Donald Glover. And honestly, the movie could be called Han Solo meets Lando, and that would be a fine movie. But I think it is the Han Solo movie, and I think he's going to bump into Lando, I don't Mm. think, or maybe have a little standoff. But I don't think it's going to be Han and Lando and Chewie on an adventure.
4: Right, I agree with that completely. That kind of wouldn't make sense for part of their story. Some of their life story might, but it seems like they're, they're running mates, but they kind of run into each other over the course of yeah. life. I, that's what I've always kind of gathered from them, too. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. There's a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, it could be, a little like, the not the Vader thing. We knew Vader was going to be small, but, yeah. like, uh,
1: Bale.
4: Yeah, Bale Organa might <laughs> yeah. be. Yeah, we kind of pumped. That's a good example, Jennifer, of yeah. of... Oh, Jimmy Spence is back. We all know it's going to be a cameo. But wouldn't it be cool if he had the entire third act? (laughs) (laughs) exactly. And that becomes fact in our heads. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that is a look at news. Han Solo, The Red Cup Adventures, is filming. And that leads us into our main discussion story today. We want to talk about scoundrels. Yeah. Scoundrels in Star Wars. Joseph, it's kind of a thing to say just myths in general and epic storytelling in general, but it is also very specific to Star
5: Wars. Yeah, yeah. The roguish friend is always kind of a a character in any sort of big myth, and I think it was obviously very important to George, and I think uh, for people who grew up with the original trilogy or just started with the original trilogy, it was uh, such an important dynamic To the point where Lando was introduced in case Harrison Ford didn't come back, Mm, which says like, oh, wow, this is really important. Like a part of this cocktail, this mixture, Mm -hmm. you need this scoundrel. And now I think we've had a lot of Star Wars Mm -hmm. without scoundrels. Which, you know, there isn't really a scoundrel character in the prequels. Like, there's some discussion right. of, like, well, Anakin sometimes has a Han Solo attitude. Scoundrelly, yeah. yeah. Obi-Wan kind of is, like, oh, a little bit yeah. younger and a little bit mouthier in Phantom Menace. Right. But it's not, like, a way of life. Right. Like, the bad guy you shouldn't date. Like, right. Like, you know, the guy with the heart of gold that you don't want to bring home to your parents, like... Scoundrel who's on yeah. the side of good but doesn't do good things. Just all of these—it it's, it's, hasn't been there.
4: It hasn't been, and, and back then, it. I mean, look at—I uh, was thinking driving over here today. Dash Rendar is an example. Yes, Han cool? Solo light. They threw him in, but he Shadows the Empire, and basically we're like, it's another Han Solo. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's dashing literally. Yeah and he's, <laughs> he's almost got a, yeah almost got a uh, millennium falcon it's a, it's like another corillian corvette but it's just not quite the falcon and fans still to say love that character right yeah. um, possibly rightfully so so there's something to it and we want to dive into it so the first big question now Jennifer I'm going to lean on you a little bit here overall oh, overall okay, sure. overall, okay? Mm-hmm. you mentioned it you mentioned it Joseph and I know you're a happily married woman. I don't know. I've never really actually met your husband. He could be a scoundrel. Oh, sure. i sure. got to imagine you married a nice guy yeah. a good guy. But yeah. I think there's actually, from my female perspective here, of do the scoundrels have to be these Han Solo types, these Harrison Ford types even, mm. that are ruggedly handsome, sharp wit, bad boys? They're going to shoot first and throw you a tip, because that's part of... <laughs> That's part of the appeal. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Right? So yes. I got to lean on you a little bit here because I don't have this perspective.
1: Yeah. So I was thinking about that because I'm like, well, what makes Han Solo so appealing? But really, it comes down to the charm. Mm. The scoundrel will do questionable things, mm. but they're likable. And so it doesn't matter how they physically look. It's kind of that Mm. swagger that they have. So that to me is what makes someone a very effective scout. My
5: big follow-up question on that then would be, does Hondo count?
1: (laughs) Yes, he does. Because... I mean, the thing is, is, if you think about any real-life scoundrel, they're mm-hmm. going to have, you know, ladies or, or men mm-hmm, lining mm-hmm. up to be with them because there's sure. something that's, like, charismatic. There's okay. something that makes them... <laughs>
5: Sorry, I just noticed your Gamorian guard necklace. <laughs> My necklace. The literal head of a uh, guard uh, <laughs> hanging from Jennifer's neck.
1: This, this guy could be a real charmer, the okay. Gamorian guard, if he had the right swagger and confidence. <laughs> sure, that's all right. right. It's, it's all about the confidence. And so, yeah, yeah you could be Hondo. And, okay. I mean, also a sense of humor. That's key. With the scoundrel. Right. I think. And being able to like navigate any situation, mm-hmm. you know, like any, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, you'd feel safe around them because they're going to know the back door. Yeah.
4: And there's something a little bit more than just like you said, Joseph, the, the bad guy, the bad boy. The scoundrel's a different category to me. Yes. Because there seems to be a bigger purpose to him in the stories that we see. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that perspective, Jennifer. It's, it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, um, it's. I feel like a scoundrel is every guy I've lost out on dates to.
5: <laughs> yeah. Do. You, uh, so you don't feel you're a scoundrel.
4: I definitely don't feel I'm a scoundrel.
5: Okay, We'll get into that more, but yeah. In,
4: inside the Star Wars universe, I I, I, I am uh, I, on the rebel side. I'm probably uh, General Riken. <laughs> <laughs> I,
5: I think. <laughs> I think you're underselling yourself. <laughs> I don't think you hate to lose the scoundrels. Death sentence a tough thing to live Solo. That's pretty much <laughs> I mean, you're, just you're a, you're a good commander when you're, in, when you're in charge of things. You lead okay, the charge, Ken. Um, but um, I, Major
4: I, Bren Denlon? Yeah. No.
5: Shield door must be closed. That, you, Ken's always saying that to you if you're friends with him in real life. He's just telling you <laughs> yeah. when various doors should be closed. Every
4: time Joseph, I get in an elevator, I'm like, the elevator door must be closed.
5: And then... I roar and lean my head <laughs> up against the elevator. It's great. It's um, really distracting when other people are in the elevator. They don't right. know what to make they of it. don't get it. Uh, yeah. But uh, I think that that early balance is fascinating to me mm-hmm. from the, the Luke-Han balance, which I think goes to what you were asking yes. Jennifer about in terms of how much of it is uh, a sense of, which one are you attracted to? And again, yeah. you're mm-hmm. men or woman, wh- whatever you're. If, you're, yeah, if yeah. you're going to be attracted to a man for whatever reason, yeah. Uh, but there is an, an, uh, an element, I think, of do you like young, optimistic, right. following the rules, Luke? Or do you like, eh, I don't really want to be here and everything's stupid and I should leave, but here's a joke and a wink.
4: Yeah, yeah. And I, I certainly mm. don't mean to boil it down simple into real-world dating scenarios, but yeah, but it, it is. Yeah. It, it is. really is that. And that's the dynamic that was there in a New Hope. Yeah. Mm, yeah.
1: Yeah. The thing is, is that scoundrels in real life, oh, they're a lot of fun to be around. You right. know, they know all the tricks and they know all the people. But in reality, scoundrels in real life tend to be more self-serving. So that's what made Han so I think likable, is that you knew underneath that. Exterior that he really was a good guy, and yeah. he wanted to fight for the rebellion or the re- rebel alliance, whatever. And but in real life, yeah. a scoundrel, mm-mm, they're gonna be more like a Lando, I think. A Lando,
5: yeah, you know? I think in real life, a scoundrel is like this stereotype of a drummer in a rock band. <laughs> like the guy who has some attachment to super cool, sexy things yeah, like yeah. rock and drugs and he can hold his liquor. And it seems exciting to date him. But right. then he just ends up surfing on your couch <laughs> and he doesn't have the greatest uh, like hygiene skills. Yeah. Oh, drummers.
4: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that that's
5: uh,
4: I think that's part of it, too. And, and then the lack of. The lack of scoundrels and some of the other things is 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 interesting. We talked about how bounty hunters are key to Star Wars. What are keys to Star Wars, quote unquote? And and I think like I've just popped my head like an aftermath. uh, A Cindor is kind of a scoundrel, an Imperial turned, you know, kind of rebel on the way, but he's kind of doesn't care. Kind of you know he's got a wants to get in bar fights. Yeah, he knows he shouldn't. Yeah, Right. Uh, Kanan Jarrus, to me, started out as a bit of a scoundrel. Uh, I think when you pick up his story in A New Dawn, uh, he's definitely kind of a scoundrel. He's more on the downside of depression and all those kind of dark things. But, you know, he's in bar fights. He's kind of a, you know, I got the sense that he enjoyed a lady and a stiff drink from time to time. And, you know, when we pick up him in in Rebels, other than it being a kid's show, and you couldn't be like, where's Jarrus? He's in a bar flirting with the ladies. so there's something there to those characters. But, but I, I think I felt it a little bit in Force Awakens.
5: Yeah. And I think,
4: hmm.
5: I think Force Awakens was fascinating because there's room for Poe or Finn to sort of become a scoundrel. But right. they aren't in the Force Awakens.
4: They aren't. And, and we all set up, you know, oh, Oscar Isaac, he's going to be the new Han Solo. Right. He was not. To me, no, he's a great character, yeah, but he's he's too good, he's yeah. too nice, and yeah. I mean that in the best way possible. He's the dude you want to hang out with, hmm. he want, you want him to be your best friend,
5: yeah. That's fascinating because Jennifer, I think he he uh, Poe fits the the vibe of he knows all the tricks, he knows yes. the places to go, he can right. order the right drink, he can handle it, he mm-hmm. can you know, do all of those things, but he is also like. Absolutely committed to this mission of honor and duty and resistance. Right. There's no sort of like, "Ah, I don't really want to be here. He's a cheerleader. Like, everybody's doing a good job. Do you need a pep talk? Poe Dameron's here. (laughs) Right,
4: right. He's sexy AF, I'll tell you that. I'll Mm. wear his jacket any day. But, I mean, he is Luke to the core a little bit and, and from the original trilogy once once Luke joins the cause. He's like
5: Luke with Swagger. If Luke with Swagger. Yes,
4: exactly.
1: Yeah. I almost expected before watching the film, I thought that M- Maz Kanata was going to be more of a scoundrel type mm. character. Mm. Especially because like we thought that she had been p- potentially a former pod racer or a pirate of some sort. I don't know. But that, right. uh, we were kind of leaning towards that. But obviously she's not yeah. in that vein. Yeah, yeah.
5: she's um, like sort of a surrogate mom to scoundrels it seems like. Exactly. You know, like, if right, you've lost yeah. your way here and I'll kick your ass into shape.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that there's like a certain authenticity that an a- actor has to bring. I mean, with Harrison mm. Ford, he just embodies that.
4: Well, read Princess <laughs> Tyrus,
5: right? <laughs>
1: oh, God. oh, my gosh, right? I mean, that's just who he was. Yeah, so I he was a feel, bit of a scoundrel. Yeah, like yeah. I could see Woody Harrelson in the new Han Solo film. I could see oh, him yeah. as a scoundrel. Yeah. But in The Force Awakens, at, at the moment, I can't think of any actor there well, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, what call it? Uh, Poe Dameron, mm-hmm. but that would involve yeah. changing his entire character.
4: Yeah, again, and that's was uh, and, and Finn is could, could be, but I don't think he will because no. his his morality and his change and what he went through. I don't think he'd ever be someone who want, number one doesn't care anymore, or yeah. two is flippant about what's going on in the galaxy. He couldn't have that.
5: I could see him wanting to. Uh, taste the Galaxy, <laughs> which is sure. like, coming from the perspective of, oh, he was in this rigid military world, and I think The Force Awakens does such a great job of portraying both Finn and Ray as, like, we are discovering the world because we were never really mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. other people. And if yeah. they went farther with that, I was like, I am committed to the First Order. I'll do anything to help my friends. There's a bar. I really want to try this out. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> be
4: like, be like Kingpin. He'd yeah. be like the Randy Quaid character, in Kingpin.
5: <laughs> a little bit
4: of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I, even then, you could. I just, I don't see him going to that dark side no. of life. But, but that'd be interesting. If yeah. He was like, that's this, I almost got killed. I want to go touch a lady or a man because <laughs> we're still not sure. Touch a droid. We're not sure. Yeah, do <laughs> some <laughs> a,
5: experimenting. Droid around yeah, a, a
4: like. the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs>
1: We'll see, but you know, Benicio del Toro. I was just gonna say that. Well, Jennifer, take it away. Oh my god, take it away. Because we've been speculating. Oh, he's the new big baddie, right? Yeah. But I'm like, it'd actually be a lot more interesting if he's a scoundrel, and we know. I just immediately think about traffic, uh, his kind of his character there. He's played some scoundrels before, right? I think he'd be able to embody that so well. It could be. That's an interesting take.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I wanted him so bad still to be some sort of Sith. I know. But some I of the descriptions, some of the things I think even uh, uh, Boyega was saying. Oh, really? There's somebody. I'm I, i, I I'm, I'm paraphrasing a story I remember a couple months ago about, oh, he's just kind of this guy we meet along the way in the galaxy. He's just kind of different than what we dealt with before. Maybe he yeah. is a scoundrel then. Yeah. yeah, so he, he could, could be. Fill and,
1: that role. And
4: Del Toro's a scoundrel. Oh, yeah, you he know, is in real life. In yeah. real life, uh-huh. you know, he's got that vibe. He is a real yeah. life kind of. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I don't know him personally. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, he's got that
5: vibe. Like he's like he's
4: he's a cool dude, man. Yeah, he's, he's kind of on the outside. He's got that yeah. swagger.
5: Yeah. It also, uh, we've been talking so much about sort of the character attributes and sort of the, mm-hmm. their way around a bar and a uh, <laughs> and a man, lady, droid, whatever they want to have sex with. Uh, I wonder how much of the component is the actual uh, uh, activities. Yeah, like it's a class. Like I think the new newer canon has been really good at defining classes. Like mm-hmm. scavenger is a thing you can be. Mm. Yeah, smuggler is a thing you can be. Like right. how much do are we attached to like our definition of a scoundrel is that they're doing something that's on the border of the law.
2: Mm-hmm. I,
4: establishing scoundrels for an entire generation, yeah. shooting first and, and <laughs> meeting him in a bar and kind of not caring and getting the girl in his own way. And, yeah. and he was a bad boy space. So I think it comes from that, but it doesn't necessarily have to, but I, I still like, I go to rogue one. I was, I wanted Cassian to be more of a scoundrel. Oh, yeah. I actually wanted Jin to be more of a scoundrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's not forget you know, the ladies can be scoundrels too here. Yeah. And Jin, that was maybe a little bit of my disappointment with that character was she was flatter then the trailers, because she was kind of scoundrelly in the trailers.
5: Yeah. And you, I can totally see being introduced to Jen in a bar fight.
1: Ooh, Absolutely. That'd yeah, That would have been interesting. I still
4: hope one of these two, if not both of these characters, show up in the Han Solo film. That would be great. <gasps> I have no problem with that kind of crossover, shared universe type of thing. It makes perfect sense to me, and you could see another side of Jed. Yeah. Punching out Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Give
4: oh, me that. I, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, that and you, I would, Jennifer, you reacted when I mentioned Cassian and, 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 and yeah? yeah? Yeah, that's
1: what I was expecting from him. And I don't mm-hmm. want to say he was flat, but he was certainly um, not the kind of spark that I was hoping. Yeah. Um, it was
4: darker. He had a lot of weight on his soul.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah,
4: yeah. which was the movie in its whole. Well, which was the times, right? Yeah, and he did some sc- killing a rebel informant. It's not. It's not the same as Han shooting Greedo. No, because no. that was for duty in a way, for a greater weird purpose and mission. You know, yeah. killing this man is to help the greater cause. Not quite scoundrelly, Joseph. Right?
5: Yeah. No. No. I, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's scoundrelly. I think it is. Yeah. Morally questionable. Yeah. But not uh, scoundrelly at all. I think there is with Cassian this, uh, yeah, the ghost of Han Solo as the the scoundrel because Mm -hmm. Cassian a lot of wardrobes looked like Hans, Mm -hmm. which we really liked. Mm -hmm. He is an actor that I'm sure can play. Anything he wants, mm-hmm. but also does have that vibe that we've been talking about. Like, I just uh, seeing this person interviewed, mm-hmm. you're know, like, oh, he doesn't uh, give a damn. He's going to let the F bomb fly yeah. on the Facebook live stream <laughs> for Disney. He's <laughs> like, oh, well, that's a guy who can play the. I don't give a damn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I he, think he's a little affected by that ghost of Han Solo. You want him to do those things because he, he looks like that in yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has that vibe in real life. Yeah. So just do, do something <laughs> a little charming that's a little bad. Yeah. Be a little naughty for us, Cassian. A little
4: naughty, yeah. But I, it's one of the things that makes Cassian a, a, a Good characters. There's a greater purpose to them, and I love that that separatist angle and everything. But yeah. In another time, in another galaxy, in another timeline, Cassian Andor could have been cruising around the galaxy. Yeah. A, a popular man in bars, and uh, he had that vibe. Uh, Jennifer, how do you uh, how do you build a Scoundrel character without just copying Han Solo? I,
1: I think again, it goes down to the actor. What is it that's unique to them that's going to make that character special and yeah. make it not seem like a copy? And it's got to be written in a way. Mm. They can't can't be a smuggler, and they certainly can't have a Wookiee as a co-pilot. So, you know, there's just, like, specific (laughs) things like that. But I really, and I think that's what's so interesting is when you watch a scoundrel on on screen, because Mm. most people are not, thank goodness, scoundrels Mm. in real life. There's something (laughs) so thrilling. There's a real kind Mm. of joy that you feel and exhilaration Mm. whenever I watch uh, the original trilogy. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I can't think of an actor right now who would really excite me. But I'll, yeah. I'll give it some thought. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I think uh, I think we need a main Star Wars movie. Like, we're going to get the Han Solo movie, which is right. going to be uh, all scoundrel. Wall to wall scoundrel. Wall to wall scoundrel. Scoundrels everywhere. Uh, but, yeah, it's the prequels yeah. and The Force Awakens. I mean, Han was a scoundrel in there, but, you yeah. know, an aging scoundrel. We, we yeah. saw him do some scoundrel stuff with yep. uh, his trading. Um, but I think we need a, a main movie that has a narrative function. For exactly. a scoundrel, so we get right. that bounce back in. So it's not just there for flavor; that it's there right. for narrative function. Mm-hmm. How, how
4: would you have wanted a, a scoundrel used in the prequels per se? Could could uh, I don't know?
5: How, how would you
4: toss one in there? Yeah, does I, it come from a non Jedi character?
5: Yeah, I mean, I'm, if you had pushed Qui Gon farther down the
4: yeah, if he was I break so, the rules, so stoic and uh, spiritual scoundrel A spiritual way, scoundrel. Yeah, I
5: think. You could have got a lot more scoundrel vibe out of Anakin and maybe it was George's mm. intention a little bit, especially in Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. if uh they had super dialed back the anger. Yeah. So the 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 times where he disagreed with Padme. Yeah which on paper aren't that different than Han and Leia fighting. Uh-huh. They were just performed massively differently. Like right. the little scene on uh, on Naboo when they're disagreeing about where she should hide out mm-hmm. gets played as sort of angry and like his yeah. pride is getting hurt.
4: Yeah. But I'm if, in charge, my lady.
5: Yeah, imagine uh, <laughs> Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford playing that under Irving Kirshner's direction of like, Red. I thought we were going to go over here. Like, oh, wait, what are you listening to him for? He's not even a real Jedi yet. <laughs> hey! Like... That's basically what's on the paper. Yeah. Uh, So maybe Anakin could have been a little bit more of a scoundrel. But, you know, it's a political story. It's a story about the Jedi. So there wasn't that narrative room. Right. Right. For you know, a scoundrel character,
4: could, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm trying to think myself, trying to answer my own question there. I think if if Obi Wan's going around on his detective adventure, maybe he, you know, not Dexter Chester, but maybe someone else along the way, yeah. some friend in a in a in a lower level that, of course, quite literally, yeah. that he, he he needs to use. Hey, maybe you know could. Could be a scoundrel, is Jimmy Smits.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. if, if Bale
4: yeah. was a little more amped up and not as stoically political and yes. a political scoundrel, you know, he could have tooled around the galaxy kind of helping things yeah. out. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might be spinning my wheels. Jennifer, is there a scoundrel out there in the prequel era that you'd want to see?
1: No, oh, I can't think of that. I was thinking about the actors that would excite <laughs> me. I was thinking right, like, right. Jeffrey Dean Morgan would be an excellent That's scoundrel. scoundrel <laughs> also redeem him from all the crazy stuff that he's doing right now on The Walking Dead. <laughs> uh, his name is escaping me at the moment. Tyrion Lannister. Um,
4: oh, Peter Dinklage?
1: Yeah. Oh, he'd be a great he scoundrel. Yeah. such scoundrel? a great scoundrel. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but again, you're right. It has to be all about the narrative, not just my, my fan picks of who I want to see like, in Star Wars. You guys are
5: exciting me about Benicio del Toro because I think if it's yeah. a small role in just the narrative is they need his help and he doesn't really want to Give it that's mm. a great setup right. for a scoundrel. Of just like, uh, my needs aren't being met by that, so prove to me that uh, I'll do the right thing. It right. does echo Han, but you need that a little bit, yeah. Of the scoundrel's got their own business, right? Don't want to, doesn't want to do the right thing because they're too busy with all this fun, shady stuff, yeah. But they decide to do the right thing. That would be really nice to see. would be good. That'd what be about
1: good. W- was well, see, this here it is Watto, he's he's scoundrel like, but he's not yeah. likable enough. Yeah. To be a full scoundrel.
4: <laughs> and I don't think you know? <laughs> pretty enough at all that word. <laughs> but he
1: has
5: a swagger. He does have a swagger. He could be incredibly attractive to other Toydarians. Absolutely. <laughs> and <we laughs> wouldn't know. He
4: wouldn't stuff. know. I'm a
5: very attractive, I'm a very
4: attractive <laughs> man. The guy. Uh and of course, by the way, if you haven't gone back and listened to our <laughs> databank brawl yet, last week's uh episode, Boss Nas versus Watto, got Pretty weird.
5: Yeah, (laughs) a collection of horrific imitations (laughs) of two already pretty weird characters.
4: Awesome. What about Landau Carissian uh, in uh, Aftermath? I don't think we're going to... Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see him on the big screen. I can't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and Billy, he's, he's, he's an older gentleman, my mm-hmm. friends. He's, he's, he's up there. Uh, he's still moving along the conventions, but he, he's up there. Uh, so it would not be... Even if we are getting him on screen, it wouldn't be the Lando that we remembered. It'd be a Lando at a desk. Yeah. Um, not yeah. that he... Bill, Billy D, if you're listening, you could pull it off. It would Don't, be a smooth It desk. would be a smooth <laughs> de- <laughs> um, But what about Lano's character? Will, will, will he continue to grow and change in these stories? And how do you age a scoundrel appropriately?
5: Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think if, there's the question of if he ever showed up in, like, episode nine. But also, like, how they're going to portray him in the Han Solo movie, especially right. if he does get a little bit more screen time. right. And we're right. seeing him maybe around uh, around the same time as probably earlier than his appearance on Rebels. Mm, Yes, earlier, 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 yes, yes. Yeah, so I'm curious how much the film, his role in the Han Solo movie is going to really double down on everything we know about the character. If it's going to be making those same kind of almost self-aware jokes that some of his other appearances in the comics and in Aftermath is doing. You know, Mm. is there going to just straight up be some... Star Wars space version of Colt 45 to really wink at it. And (laughs) that, that to me is what I'm interested in is like, do we want (laughs) fun Lando or do we want to learn something new that, that makes him a slightly deeper character and moves away Mm. from just the, I like ladies. I
4: like ladies. Mm. I'm a sketch. You know what? There's, I would like to see maybe a little bit of the groundwork laid for a man who would take over. Cloud City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't just become an administrator overnight. Right. You know, I don't know how you show that in a fun movie around the galaxy. But, you know, there's got to be something more to that character. Yeah. There was in the comics, the five-run comic, uh, it, it, there was some purpose to him. You cool. Know? Yeah, there's some stuff there. He isn't just bedding that Imperial officer because he can. Um, he can. But <laughs> um, he, there was a little purpose to it. It's political. You know? Okay. He's got, some, got something going on behind those eyes. Uh, what do you want to see out at of Jennifer?
1: I think the excerpt that we that we read from the new aftermath book is going to be really interesting to see that character evolve, seeing that he's doing the right thing. Right. But I don't want him to. to totally lose that i think right. i'm mm-hmm. gonna rationalize to my own self about the mm-hmm. rathtar scene uh in the force <laughs> awakens even though i did not care for it but what it did was it showed that han was up to his old tricks yeah. you know he kind of slipped back he oh, sees man. still that scoundrel that we know and love yeah. and so i would expect the same with lando and hopefully we'll see that in the aftermath book
5: yeah Come. i do like in the rebels episodes how much they focus on he is playing angles Mm. So, yep. really manipulating one person to do this person to, like, really, really playing a pretty uh, uh, thorough and advanced game in order to get a, a relatively small profit. Right. <laughs> and there's something really charming about that of, like, hmm. I manipulated eight different species on 14 different planets. Right. And I'm 10 credits up from where I was <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. That's fun to me. Yeah. That's, mm. Yeah.
4: That, that's that's a good way to do it. Nice.
5: Keep keep true to that
4: character. But add wrinkles. I do want to see more. I yeah. want to see more. With whatever we're going to get from Lando in, in the Han Solo. Finally, uh, finally, the, uh, personally, Joseph, you want to answer this question, so I'm going
5: to start with you. Are, are we scoundrels? Yeah, I wanted us all to answer. Okay, we're we scoundrels because I, well, I was thinking through it from the perspective that you brought up. Which okay, was absolutely. That uh, as kids, we were offered through through Leia' vision. Mm-hmm. Do you pick nice Luke or do you pick scoundrel Han? Mm-hmm. Or, or for Carrie Fisher, as she said. It should have been Mark. It should have been Mark. And mm-hmm. like she said in the Princess Diaries.
1: Yes. Yeah.
5: Uh, so, yeah. Boy, I never realized as a kid how thoroughly that question was going to be answered Ooh. from Leia Vision. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so there's, there's that. I, I think it is, so often gets framed from that perspective of which one are you more attracted to? So I yeah. thought it was interested to also frame it from yeah. what do we see about ourselves? I would like to be a scoundrel. I wanted mm-hmm. to be a scoundrel. I always identified. Yeah. With Luke. I think I've mentioned this before. I had an older brother, and uh, <laughs> often our dynamic was one of us would claim a character yeah. first, and he, he claimed Han, and I claimed Luke, Damn. but that is also naturally who we mm-hmm. would have gravitated okay. toward. So I grew up wanting to be able to be like a little bit more scoundrel-like, and mm-hmm. thinking, like, oh, no, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic, and I... I like Luke. <laughs> You're pretty optimistic. You're plugged
4: into the needs and wants and helps uh, helping others. You're plugged into that bigger picture a lot, and, and that's a that's a Skywalker thing to me. That's yeah. Luke wanted to help the galaxy, and, and Han was like, I don't know how much they're going to pay me. Yeah. Um, I think there's some truth there. I could see that. You're yeah. a good Luke. You, you you dress in all black, though, a lot I of times. I don't think yeah. I've all ever right. seen you in, in anything other than black or dark gray. So there's a.
5: You're like Jedi Luke. Yeah, I'm Jedi yeah. Luke. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take Very that.
1: Very thoughtful and perceptive. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah, I
5: try. I want to be a scoundrel. And I did. I mean, I, I did. I have certainly yeah. broken rules, and I do break rules. I'm mm-hmm. so cool, guys, listeners. Yeah, believe, yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> believe me. The coolest thing you can do is demand that other people believe that you're cool. Yeah. So clearly, I am cool. I, what I've been thinking about over this conversation, in some of the self-deprecating jokes that, that yeah. you make, Ken, and I think uh, I make uh, too. Yeah, on well, your, I call them facts. but Your, your self-deprecating facts. <laughs> we, we did your talk files about uh, the frozen pizza, which yes. was basically yes. just uh, one big uh, self-deprecation off. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of things that used to in our real life culture be oh that guy breaks rules, he's a bad boy yeah. has turned into this sort of culturally the Judd Apatow sad, non-functioning adult man show. <laughs> so every time that I think of like, uh, ah, yes. I broke this rule yes. culturally we've turned that into that's not a violation of the system because you're so bad, it's the you're a lazy crap guy. Yeah,
4: you're a Seth Rogen
5: character. You're a Seth oh. Rogen character. Seth Rogen is not a scoundrel because you yeah. can't move out of the house. <laughs> wow, that's, that's, a, that's a, yeah.
1: It's an interesting take. Yeah,
5: it's yeah. like, Han,
4: get your shit together, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right,
5: and that goes more to what you were saying, Jennifer, which I, I think is so insightful about the, the person who knows what's going on. So it's not just that they're breaking rules and thumbing their nose at society. It's like they know about this secret society yeah. that's under right. the real society
1: so right. cool yeah.
5: right Jennifer, Mm,
1: wistfully thinking about. I wish I was a scoundrel. (laughs) I tried to be a scoundrel. I think I was a scoundrel as a child. I mm -hmm, was very mm -hmm. willful. My mom tells all these stories. I was packing my bags when I was three, and I said, "I'm I'm leaving because I want to go explore." (laughs) So I was, uh, but then something happened. I don't know. Maybe in like grade school, my scoundrelness was squashed. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you kind of have to. If you're a scoundrel, you kind of have to just. You know, not care. Yeah. You yeah. really can't care about what other people think, really how other people feel in some sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but they're very appealing. Scoundrels are very appealing. It,
4: yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, um, and I'm going to try to keep the self-deprecating facts away from here, Joseph. <laughs> but, like, I know I'm not a scoundrel. There's been situations in life where I... Appear to be because of job duties. I'm the dude in the suit coming in to grab you out by the neck and, and arrest you or anything like that. But my Just to be clear,
5: you did yeah. security at a mall. That's yeah. not what you do yeah. at Kleiner these days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, well, okay. yeah, yeah, I still do.
4: I grab Alice by, by the neck. <laughs> um, and I would get that reaction. A lot of one girl. Was trying to date me. She's like, "You're such a bad boy." I was like, "You have got the wrong dude." <laughs> no, but I, my, my brother from another mother, my best friend Paul, who's a, who's a police officer, who's a sex crime detective, uh, he's a sergeant now. He's a scoundrel. Mm. Okay, and he is everything about. He is Billy the Kid, and I am Doc. I'm 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 Doc. Uh, um, oh my Doc Scurlock. Oh, yeah. um, He is. Dennis Leary, uh, Tommy Gavin from Rescue Me, and I'm Kenny O'Shea, the okay. the uh, lieutenant overweight friend who dies saving him. <laughs> you know, like um, Doc Skrlach dies saving him. So I, mm. I know I am definitely not a scoundrel. I've seen it in action all my life. I, okay. am, I am the scoundrel's friend. Yes. Mm. I am Chewbacca.
5: I think you have more scoundrel from the outside. Uh, yeah. You know, I think... <laughs> I think a little roguish charm goes a lot of way.
4: Yeah. It it could. It could. One day, we're minutes before Jedi Alliance started, and Maude Garrett turns to me for no reason and says... If you were more confident, you'd break a lot of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, we're live here on <laughs> Jedi Lions."
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh Had my you said gosh. anything? To we, you
4: sh- you she, we, we, as friends, we knew each other's situations yeah. and this or that. But it was, uh, it was just kind of just a thought that came out of her mind as yeah. we just were about to go. That's hilarious! Uh, yeah, mm. yeah. I just, so, I, anyways, I am not. Yeah, I'm not quite Luke. You're not quite Luke. No, yeah, no. yeah,
5: General Raikin. Yeah, no. I think you're Poe. I think you're Poe Dameron.
1: You're
0: Poe. Poe. Okay. I do have a.
5: I do have a jacket I like. You do have a jacket you like. And I would like to borrow it. It's quite nice. (laughs) Uh, I bite my lip for you, and he (laughs) (laughs) just. Oh my
0: god! Just almost.
1: My water. Little tender moments. Yeah.
4: Oh, that's great. Well. We don't quite know what we are. We think we know what we are, but uh, I think that was a great discussion of something that's very important to Star Wars. Scoundrels in Star Wars. So, you guys out there, you can join that conversation. Use the hashtag ForceCenter on Twitter and follow us at ForceCenterPod and go to our Facebook page. Write write us what you think about scoundrels. What are some of the scoundrels maybe we were overlooking? Yeah. You know, Boba Fett's a scoundrel from a certain point of view. You know, he's out there. Maybe there's someone else in the uh, Jabba's Palace that we're forgetting. If anybody has a Dash Rendar tattoo, Please Please let us know. Let us know.
2: Oh, that's so cool.
4: I'm sure someone out there right now listening (laughs) has a dash tat too. Uh, so that is the main part of our discussion today. We want to close the show, as we like to do, with audience questions. We always get some good ones from those places I just met on Twitter. I uh, mentioned uh, on Twitter at Force Center Pod Facebook page. Um, you can find our personal uh, pages on Twitter, but uh, just use that hashtag Force Center and you will get to us. Joseph, what do we got today?
5: We have a lot of great questions from people whose names I may or may not say correctly, as that's always. part of the fun oh, of this oh, thing. I'm feeling pretty <laughs> Good. These names look pretty pronounceable. <laughs> so uh, here we go. The first one is from Twitter. The Twitter Twitter handle is at turtlesgotmoney, which is great. Uh, the real name <laughs> is Carlos Gonzalez. And uh, Carlos asks... What do you guys think happened between Ahsoka and Vader when the temple shut? Now, I can I think you probably you might have covered this in a in a spotlight Star Wars, but I don't think we've ever yeah. got a, got into it on Force Center main show proper. Yeah,
4: I wish I could listen to myself
5: right now and remember exactly <laughs>
4: yeah. what I said. All I know is I kind of spoiled it in the title and someone got upset at me and I, I feel bad about that. But oh, really? um We don't quite know what's happened to Ahsoka. We don't know if it's the end. I absolutely think that character means too much Mm. to the Star Wars story and too much to Dave Filoni personally and even George Lucas personally, who wanted a young (laughs) female lead for that Clone Wars series. I think her story is not done. I think Sabine has that uh, the, the birds, the force birds we always forget the names of oh, ha- right. tattooed on her armor now for a reason. Those, yeah. those, those birds, if you look up the story, um, uh, always appear around Ahsoka. They're, they go back to the Clone Wars. Right. Um, so they're, they're not quite the eagles are here, but uh, they are important. So I, I think in my heart, what does your heart tell you? A lot of Lord of Rings reference
5: today. I, I believe Ahsoka's alive. And I think there's a part of Vader that let her live. Hmm. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for people who haven't uh, watched it for some reason, and we're going to have to spoil the end, it's a really ambiguous shot of it. The, her figure is still clearly in the temple, but it's unclear whether the camera is just sort of yeah. pulling away or she's collapsing and yeah. Vader looks wounded. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see what happened in a flashback mm-hmm. at the time that's like right for narratively building either... She is wounded and he thinks she's dead or she is choosing to stay to protect something else in mm. that temple. So she's making some great sacrifice. Mm. Or like you say, I think there's a possibility that there's a narrative moment with Vader. They want to wait to play mm-hmm. where he can't actually bring himself. Yeah. That he's, he's wounded her badly. Yeah. Mm. But he can't actually bring himself to finish her off.
4: Yeah, and, and, and he I mean that that's one of the best shots of Rebels. There's some great shots in that that episode, but his his helmet's half destroyed, his oh eye God, is right. exposed, and it's yeah. and it's seeing him, you know, it's seeing him look at her and, and they build it up so well in Lords of the Sith, Paulus Kemp's book that touches upon snips and then makes it all fit into the Star Wars universe in a in a great way. Um I just yeah, there's we know Vader is good. Yeah. there's still good in him. Mm. And I think it would have shown up at other times, not just at the end. Yeah. And I think that's one of those moments.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I just think about the character of Ahsoka, how powerful of a character she is to female <laughs> fans. Mm-hmm. And I cannot imagine them killing mm-hmm. her. I just can't. But then again, mm-hmm. I said that famously about Jyn Erso. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But there is still good in him. I think that that's mm-hmm. what's going to mm-hmm. save her.
5: Yeah. How would you feel about it if eventually a story builds up somewhere for uh, Ahsoka makes a does die, but in a, a very uh, heroic way, like Jen? Do yeah, you feel the, good about that? Yeah.
1: Then it's more like a like a martyr or Joan of Arc kind of situation. Yeah. And yeah. In, her,
5: in her passing, she becomes even
4: more powerful to the fans. Exactly. It, it, yeah. You know, at some point, they all have to go. You know. Mm-hmm.
5: Um, <laughs> said that with no handrails on my heart. Um, <laughs> Falling into the data pits of Ken's heart. Uh, We move on to our next question from uh, at IlSap, I believe. And it is uh, Logan T. Millsap is the real name. When Jedi become Force ghosts, their clothes are left behind. Are they... Force nude. Where do they get ghost robes? Uh, you know, I put out calls for serious questions, fun questions, odd questions, and uh, hey, you hit this one out of the park. Thank you very much.
4: All three. This a is a fun, serious, and Four weird. quadrant question. <laughs> All the
5: demographics. Jennifer, I want to I start with you. Do you have thoughts on how much selection the Force ghosts have?
1: I mean, yeah, you got to have some choice, right? Like, you want to be in your, your best look. I would imagine, If I became a Force ghost, I want to look good. So maybe there is some sort of tailor. Uh, <laughs> again, we can explore that avenue.
5: The chlorians come to you and say, what would you like to look like?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm sure.
5: Uh,
4: maybe Qui-Gon figured that out, too. Yeah. It is. Look, it's one of those great things. It's like the the, the Force... Ghost sitting. Uh, oh, hashtag right. force set for JT over there at Screen Junkies. Um, you know, hey, you could get, like, get it even, even into the concept of heaven. We're going to show up at the pearly gates and you got a pair of jeans on? Like, and someone else has got bloomers because they died in the 1860s or something? I don't know. Yeah. You know, what right. <laughs> What do we got, got here? It's a great question, though, because, you know, they all, I mean, how does, how does uh, Anakin Skywalker get to choose to be young again and the others don't?
1: Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm.
4: George? You need to tell us, because <laughs> you, you, you know, started that question.
5: Yeah. I mean, and George's thought was that, like, well, that's when he was last to Jedi, in which many fans mm. have been like, mm, George, mm. we're going to have a little discussion We're going to have that. a little discussion uh, about that. You know, I'm going to go deep canon to oh, uh, answer this. Yes. Uh, for sure. In, until it changes, the mm-hmm. general canon we have is that Qui-Gon pioneered the idea that this was even possible. Right, he retained his existence enough to kind of yell a little bit at at Anakin, but not. You know, he couldn't form fully, couldn't say Anakin, don't do these things. Yeah, Uh, and then it was after years of communing with the spirit of Qui-Gon that Yoda and Mm. Obi-Wan learned to do this. So, in theory, current canon, Obi-Wan is the first one to fully maintain his identity within the Force after passing. Mm. Mm. Maybe he had no idea that when he did this. His body would disappear, but just close, <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't. And they end up on a pile on the Death Star. He wants to appear to Luke first thing. Right. Realizes, I'm, I'm forced nude. Yeah. I'll just use my voice, which is canonically <laughs> why we only hear him oh, in A New Hope. Man. And it takes him years before he right. can physically appear to Luke okay. because he needs to use the Force to he make to- himself... Force robes. I think that's
4: a great answer. Can I accept it's
5: that? It's right there.
4: I think we, I we write that, send that to Lucasfilm, <laughs> and that is accepted as AM.
5: Done. Great question. That yeah.
1: Fun.
5: So our final question comes from Chris Marie on Facebook who asks uh, Next week is Spirit Week in my office, and Wednesday is Crazy Hat Day. What would Vader do on Crazy Hat Day? on the Death Star. Another deep and serious question. Uh, we did ask for silly that. questions, and thank you Chris for delivering. Uh, so, uh, Ken, what kind of hat well, would you Vader what, wear?
4: It's funny, there's there's probably a point in time where Anakin Skywalker would be like, oh, I'll play, I'll play along, let's have some fun. And yeah. then by Sith, he just gets too serious, and that's part of the reason he turned. If he was more of a scoundrel, he'd wear a funny hat. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think, though, if Vader was, I think he'd put on like some floppy bunny ears like he was Jackson, the <laughs> X-Wing <laughs> Rabbit pilot. Um, and just kind of, you know, it's, he'd surprise people. Yeah. You know? Like I'm sometimes a, a, a dark, quiet person and people don't who just meet me don't realize I'm funny or, yeah. or have a sense of humor. And then suddenly it pops up. They're like, what?
5: Suddenly the bunny ears <laughs> in your soul
4: pop yeah. up. Yeah. I think, I think maybe Vader turns the corner. Piet's there with like a, you know, Dealey Dopper kind of ring hat, like some springs, and all of a sudden, like, oh my God, Lord Vader's here, and Vader's yeah. got like some little paper mache ears on or something.
5: That's I can funny. participate too. Yeah. Uh, I think that he would wear, because it's Spirit Week, I think that he would wear whatever he has been assigned by the Emperor, mm-hmm. because he <laughs> yeah. is still as badass as Vader is. He's under the Emperor's thumb. And I think that maybe the Emperor would wear some have him put something on to test him. Like, uh, I think like a black <laughs> propeller beanie with a little spinny on the top with the <laughs> Imperial logo on it. And it would be like one of those Sith tests of like, mm-hmm. you're letting me shame you. And yeah. I'm saying that, yeah, you should let me shame you, but I really want you to show me that you won't let me shame you. And then he's walked around the Death Star and there's like, yeah. you know, he's begging anybody to laugh. Like, there's a lot of choking going on that day. Like, don't make me cut you. Yeah, exactly. The slightest hint of a smile and you're getting forced choked. Oh, my uh, God. That, that's my take on it. Jennifer. I
1: like it.
5: Wanted to end with you. Yeah. Spirit week on the Death Star. Vader's got to wear a crazy hat. What's yeah. going on?
1: He's not thrilled about it, but he has one of those, you know, the, where you. You can put the beer cans on either side <laughs> and connect the tubes connect in. So he shows up kind of Judah Friedlander side here. Gotcha.
4: you know, Drinking some of that nutrient milk yeah. the Stormtroopers drink.
1: Yeah, exactly.
5: Okay. So he's Vader 2-tubes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vader 2-tubes. Vader 2-tubes. Vader <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys all so much for the questions. All great questions.
4: As always, you guys are great with coming up with these questions. I love going through your comments and your messages and seeing what you guys come up with. You guys love Star Wars even more. More than we do, and we like it quite a bit, guys. That's going to wrap up Force Center for this week. We'll be back next Tuesday with a big main show. Don't forget to check out Data Bank Brawl, usually comes out on Thursday. Spotlight Star Wars and Star Wars Ranked. You can find those on the weekends, and um, uh, we got we got other things. Jedi Beats still floating around there. <laughs> still uh, Jedi uh, Star Wars counseling. <laughs> that's right. uh, we got we got stuff here, man. 2017. We're going to keep on growing. And more guests and people in studio. We are working on. I'm trying to negotiate the schedule for. Speaking of her, Maude Garrett to come on into the Force Center Studios. She wants to sit down and talk with us. Um, that will happen uh, soon. I hope she's a, a busy, hardworking soul. So she's out and about. But we're uh, we're talking about that. So for old school Jedi Lions fans, you'll see that as well. So uh, do us a favor. Follow on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We made that push for 1500, and Joseph, Jennifer, we are crossing that so mark. So very close. As of this recording, we're at 14.95. Uh, I'm sure we'll pass it soon, and we'll set a new goal. But if you haven't followed us on Twitter, and you are on Twitter, there's some people I've met in life not on Twitter. I know. Insanity. I I have so much respect for those people. More and more
5: people are coming over to the Twitter side. Yes.
4: Uh, There. And then on Facebook, we're trying to get up over 1,000 likes. We are growing over there. You can like our Facebook page, Force Center, and like us on, um, excuse me, subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. We're on Podomatic. We're on Stitcher. Uh, Trying to get into to the uh, Google Play again, trying to work on that. It's one of my goals for the week. I've put it on <laughs> my goal sheet to finally figure out that troubling
5: RSS feed that won't transfer over You Google. are sounding like a scoundrel now. <laughs> ah, this damn Google Plus.
4: <laughs> and finally, the Star Wars Podcast Award nominations are going on right now. And you can, uh, you can go uh, nominate uh, us for sure. We are definitely saying that'd be great. Awards aren't everything. What did you say? Awards? What did Yoda oh, tell yeah,
5: us? Yeah, uh, Adventure, excitement, podcast awards. <laughs> I crave not these things. Sometimes Yoda is wrong. We crave those things. We want adventure, excitement, and podcast awards, damn it.
4: That's right. And if you go to, you can go to uh, uh, the website. Um, I'm trying to figure it out. Oh, I've already taken the survey. Yep, that link doesn't work for me because I've already been on there. Um, it is the... Um, Star Wars Foresetter, Star Wars Podcast Awards. You can find it online. Go there and vote. Go to our Facebook page, go to our Twitter page, and the link is there. Nominate whoever you want. There's a lot of people out there in the Star Wars media land, but we'd appreciate your vote as well. So, Joseph, before we head on out, Where can they find you?
5: Uh, You guys can follow me on all the social media. Twitter and Instagram, in particular, is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for a bunch of different things, including comedy albums and live shows. And in particular, I wanted to mention a couple of live shows coming up this week. This Friday, February 10th, I am doing a live version of my other podcast, Obsessed, that is going to be at the Nerd Melt Theater. A ton of super cool people are on it. And it is all about Rogue One. So if you like hearing me talk about Rogue One, Man, I'm going to make Everyone on that panel, four people on that panel, and they're all going to be doing Sagrariah impressions for <laughs> sure. So come check that out. And then also, if you are a listener in Seattle or Portland, uh, this coming up weekend I am doing some comedy music variety shows with my friends, The Double Clicks. They are an amazing comedy music duo and a bunch of other cool people. All that information is on my website at josephscrimshot.com.
4: That is great. And, Jennifer, you have some adventures people should be following.
5: Yeah, you can find me on all the
1: social media sites at JenniferLanda, youtube.com slash jennifer. Landa, Orlando. And I just want to give a shout out quickly to uh, at Brian E. Ward on Twitter for Photoshopping me interviewing Wicket. My dreams come true. Thank you so much for that.
4: That was a great, great photo. So that is that. Until next time, you scoundrels, may that force thing kind of sort of always, ah, I'm a scoundrel, I don't care.